This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi Bottoms, my name is Keen, and you're listening to Sissy That Pod, your favourite RuPaul's reaction podcast. And today we're getting into the nuts and bolts of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15, the 50-50 interview challenge with the wonderful Bombay contestant on Drag Race Canada Season 3. If you haven't seen that season, there will be some minor spoilers in this episode regarding that season, but it's a brilliant season, so don't worry too much if it's a bit spoiled for you. Erin's away at a wedding this week, so it's just me and Mumbai. Let's get into it. Bombay, thank you so much for joining me here on Sissy That Pod. How are you keeping and how is life post-Canada season three? Hi, it's me, Bombay from TV. Now available on podcasts as well. Um, <laughs> I'm great. I'm exhausted. I don't want to get onto another air- onto another airplane for at least another month. But that's not happening. But yeah. Well, you're an international queen there. I know. You know well. And the expectations are wild. So I'm just traveling. I, I've made best friends with a security guard at Toronto Pearson Airport. Every time I go, I'm like, hi, it's me again. The homosexual with wings. <laughs> <laughs> they go through your bags and they just I'm like yeah it's me sorry about that yeah but I'm good thank you so much for having me thank you so much no problem you're welcome I have to say watching Canada season three and we discussed it on our episode about the season as well I felt like you were gonna win I was like oh you know Bombay's gonna win you know this is exciting I'm lo- I like I loved your helium look I thought you did so well in the first challenge and we'll discuss many challenges later on like you know how was the whole experience for you so I, I think the experience for me was a dream come true. Like I started doing drag like three years ago when they announced season one. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This will be fun. And then the fact that I got to go on was absolutely amazing. And I think the, the best part for me was to see how Drag Race works behind the scenes. Because I would like, because we see it on TV and we're like, oh, this is this, this is how it happens. But then you actually see how it happens. And it's like you pull the curtain. And you're like, whoa, you're all like, everyone here is an idiot. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, so that was really I think my favorite part just to like be on set and like I remember um the producers were like you're just having fun aren't you and I'm like wouldn't you like if this was what you do and if this is what you wanted to do like getting onto Drag Race not that not, not, not that getting onto Drag Race is a goal that everyone should aspire to unless you want to be incredibly broke um but it was just like a really it was like a dream come true for me and I really like I, I, I had so much fun yeah, what was it like competing with Halal, like your drag mom? It was it was stressful because honestly, the, when we found out we were cast, I was like, mm, they're going to make us lip sync. They have to, you know? And I was like, I don't want to lip sync against her, but I'm like, I'll do it. And we both like, like we both knew that there were enough rumors around that, oh, all of Toronto thought only one of us was on. You know, because both of us were like going to wig makers and outfit makers. And I'd hear like people, I'd show up to people and be like, oh, but Halal doesn't wear this wig. And I'm like, but it's not for Halal. And that's how I knew, oh, is she on? What's going on? And then I asked Halal, I was like, hey, I have a few gigs later that I had to cancel. I'm like, but I'm going to India. Do you want to host them instead? And Halal was like, oh, I can't do that. I'm going to Egypt. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> It's like you, I see you. Bitch. I see. Yeah, we were like we were texting, and I was like, oh. So like, I kind of felt like I also felt like Halal shouldn't have gone home when Halal went home. Obviously, 
I agree. I actually agree as well. Because uh, I was like, oh no, come on, we're supposed to fight and have this whole like tension and have fun and like be like family on a on a drag TV show, you know? Uh yeah. So I was I was nervous, but I was also excited for her and me to be on the show together. Because who gets to do that? I know, exactly. And I was so excited for Halal walking into that run room, workroom, and just their viewpoint in drag is so unique mm-hmm. and like their aesthetic, their humor, what they were representing. Yeah. I was like, I can't wait to get to know this queen over the next 10 weeks. Yeah. And then got home on a design challenge. And when you see somebody who's so talented who just like, I know, and the badger wasn't even that bad. Anyway, I, that's a whole separate <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah. Another episode. It was disappointing. But yeah. Mm. yeah, it was great to see the two of you in action. You know, I guess it's customary to ask, would you go back in the at some point? In the I future? would I would go back in a heartbeat. I think I've had so much fun uh, just being there. Like you can't like it's hard to describe because you're like you're like, holy shit, I'm on Drag Race. I remember there were times on the show when things weren't going according, like, weren't going well for me. And the producers were like, uh, you know, hey, bomb, like, you know, you're not doing well. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not doing well on Drag Race. There are people not doing well at home. You know, like, I'm just so, like, I was so in awe of, like, the team and the crew and the other queens. I was like, this is just, let's just have fun. So, yeah, if they, if they were to ask, I'd be like, I would... I would play the game differently, but I would definitely go back. Oh, how so? How would you play it? I think I would care less about uh, the rules. <laughs> I think... Okay, say more. I think this time I was very like, you know, it's like, it's like, what was, I was talking to someone about this and I said like, it's like the first time you do something, like, like let's say it's your first day on the job. You're like very, like, you're like, okay, I'm going to show up on time. I'm going to like, make sure I follow all the rules. I'm going to be a good whatever. Yeah. And then if, you, if you're if you still doing that job three years later, you're like, whatever, I run this place. Maybe I'm <laughs> like that. I don't know if everyone else, or I don't know if your listeners are like that, but um, I would I would be a lot more like, shut up, we're making TV. This doesn't have to yeah. be like, this doesn't have to be like a prison. Sure. You know, okay. that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. Okay, well, I look forward to it, whatever it is that in the near future. It could be, you know, Sweden versus the world in 2027, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I look forward to it. Sweden versus the world. Our first mini challenge is they throw you into an Ikea and they're like, (laughs) now, for your mini challenge. There has to be, there has to be, uh, Sweden's starting soon. There there has to be some sort of Ikea. There has to be. There has to be like, you have to. I'm sure Ikea Sweden has like something in the works already. I could see someone making a dress by like gluing all those mini spanners yeah. onto like a bit of yeah. material, you know. Yeah. It, it writes like, some queen's gonna come out in a gown full of meatballs and it's gonna like make a mess <laughs> and the judges will <laughs> eat her up. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay, well, look, let's get into the latest episode of season 15. All right. How have you been finding this season so far? I guess the first US season since you were on the show. Are you now viewing it from like a, I, I kind of can see how it's all working and coming together? No, because that takes away the now? magic of it all. It really, like, yeah. it really, like, because you see these things. Also, these, at least this was the last episode that was edited so short. So you understand how things can get lost and it just ruins the magic for you. So I, when I, when I watch Drag Race now, I, I just try to, I try to like turn my, contestant brain off because i'm like let me just enjoy this as a viewer because then you're thinking about oh this is what actually might have happened and that's just shut up you don't know anything like no one except the queens and the cast and the crew really know what happened there so everything else is just speculation 
yeah that's fair i do uh, i do also always sort of have a narrative in mind or try to see where mm-hmm. what i'm being pushed towards like that's definitely something I'm, I'm sensitive to um but yeah sometimes it does ruin ruin the fun and actually sometimes i find that if i'm listening to tv just with headphones on yeah rather than the tv i can hear that the breaks in the audio and it becomes a lot oh. more like oh my god that was like five different sentences merged together that's, that's what they do the and it's it's I, I, well, maybe they should have sound produced it better, but like the fact that people pick it up now is just like, I think the editors just like don't care. They're like, you know, whatever. Yeah, we well, don't pick it up on the TV, but if you have like noise cancelling headphones and, you know, yeah. you can definitely pick it up. It's probably not meant for that, uh, that uh, sound. Anyway, that's probably too too much detail. Uh, who are your favorites in season 15 so far? Uh, this season, my favorites are uh, Mistress. I love Mistress. I love Anitra. I love uh, Sasha Colby. I think I think everyone like Sasha Colby is like universally loved now. Um, but my favorites like like yeah, going into the season, like yeah, we're gonna like Sasha Colby because she's Sasha Colby, like she is that personality. Um, but I was very I was pleasantly surprised with like Mistress and Anitra. Um, I think yeah, those are my favorites this season because I'm like oh like I like I like what they do. I like how they they're also Mistress is aware that there's a camera and she's like. She's on a TV show. And yes, it's a competition, but it's also a reality TV show. And she's giving them that, which is what I like. I'm like, yeah, you're playing the game. Lucy Leduca, how, how, um, how are we feeling? I feel I feel so bad for her because I feel like she does well in the challenges. And every season, the producers just have one person who they're using as a punching bag because they know this person will give them... Like, if push this person will give them all the bites they need and, like, all the yeah. and stuff. And I feel like this time they pick Lucy, rightly so, she's giving them exactly what they wanted. I feel like they should just give her, like, a win, another one. Like, just, like, stop edging her and just let her bust. <laughs> and normally we're into edging. Oh, but always. Like, this is too far. But, like, the pool, like, I just, I just, and, and this is why I hate, like, I, I don't like watching... Because I come back, I'm like, can you imagine Lucy going back to a hotel room every night and being like, fuck, and just completely yeah. crashing that room, like ripping the, the curtains off are the off wall. the wall, yeah, yeah. Just, like <laughs> shitting in her bed, like fuck you, world of wonder, <laughs> you know, like imagine that, it terrifies me. <clears throat> Yeah, because we put up a little question box on our on our page uh, during the week to see how people are reacting to her, and it was it was quite mixed. But I think like I think somebody described it really well, which is that she's a really great queen. It's just maybe the competition is getting to her, right? Um, and I think that's a fair assessment because I think she is really talented. And we there's always one who gets the the I should have won edit, you know. So I remember Scarlet Bobo got a really, really <laughs> yeah. bad one her season. Uh, but I actually, and we'll get into this episode. I thought this should have been her second win, but I right? suppose we'll yeah we'll come back yeah. to it. She outside the episode seems annoyed that people have overlooked her mini challenge. Like she said, she's won three challenges. Diva. As someone who's won a mini challenge, would you would you count that <laughs> as a, as the same as a maxi? <laughs> Uh, okay, yes, because for like yours actually was pretty substantial. Yeah, like we it was had a pretty substantial. Yeah, we challenge. had like we, it was a legit challenge. Like it was like a runway. Basically, it was a runway. Two runways, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It was spring, summer, or something like that. Oh was no, it was streetwear. Street it was just streetwear. Street. It was just streetwear. Oh, okay. um, right. So like, I mean, I I wouldn't I I think it's lovely that she counts mini challenges as maxi challenge wins because. I mean, go off. Like, I mean, like, we love, like, also mini challenges differ. Like, if someone wins a reading challenge, we can't, we're like, oh, she won the reading challenge. She's funny. But if someone wins, like, 
Like, do you remember that season of Drag Race where they had them playing golf with their crotch? <laughs> yeah, right. So I wouldn't consider if someone won that. I wouldn't consider that a maxi <laughs> challenge win. So even even like mini challenges go from they range, right? Uh, but I mean, if a queen wants to say that mini challenges are a win, by all means, what are you gonna do about it? Nothing. Uh, did they win money? They don't win money for that, do they? They have in the past, but like I, I actually meant to go back and count how many mini challenges we've seen Lucy win because I don't even know if there has been too many challenges this season. They got them shortly edited. (laughs) Yeah, but at least at least in Canada we won money for the mini challenges. So I was like, so yeah, you know, there was one time when um, who was it? Was it Mosu or someone was like, oh no, it wasn't Mosu because she left soon. Uh, maybe it was Chaos or Irma. And they were like, yeah, but at least, like, you know, like, at least the ones who won many challenges won money at the end of it, yeah. you know? And I was like, yeah, that's, exactly. that's true. So, yeah. There was definitely some other queen who was counting many challenges as, like, legitimate, um, you know, tallies on the board. And I just think, no, it's never a good luck. Yeah. <laughs> unless it is a reading challenge, unless it is something substantial. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so this week's challenge is basically interviews in the style of 2020 uh this time called 5050 marcia and sasha get paired up with charo and nature lucy and malaysia get paired up with frankie grande and mistress selena and looks get paired up with love connie and uh, mm-hmm. did you know that frankie grande was quote amazing at social media <laughs> i thought of all the things described from him and he's amazing he at social, social media, media. <laughs> it's like that is it's like have you, have you seen that that was like um a bachelor contestant or something and his tagline was former child <laughs> no. well actually i think yeah the meme yeah. i think i've seen the meme actually um, yeah that's <laughs> what it reminds me of like yeah amazing at social media like what is also i had no idea frankie grande was 40 what yeah because right, I, I, Ariana Grande's more or less the same age as me and I'm 30 so yeah. I think she's like 31 or maybe 29 or something I know that they're step siblings but 40 I didn't know there was that big of a gap yeah like when I so, there was like a picture that I went out I was like oh Frankie's 40 and I was like what looks great I mean he looks great for some looks great 100% yeah I, it's just funny like I'm sure there are people who are very good at social media <laughs> like I'm definitely somebody who's not very good at social media but like what is I don't know. There's just so many things you you, you describe him as like reality TV yeah, star, you like, know, wait. famous brother, dancer, mm. not YouTube personality, not amazing at social media. media. Yeah, like there's so much you can say, and I feel like it's almost like a read at that point where you're like, this person's good at posting pictures. And like, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. He's amazing at like tide, like hoovering the stairs. Yeah, like it's like, just like really. Also, when like the other people are Charo and all, like like those are credentials, and I'm sure Frankie also has some. They just choose to highlight the weird ones. <laughs> Who of those three would you have wanted to interview the most? Charo. Just to like, I would go off the rails. I would like match her energy and be like, "Oh, you're crazy, <laughs> bitch. Let me show you crazy." <laughs> and it would just—I mean, it, it, I might not have won the challenge, but I've had—I would have had the most fun because I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, I think Frankie Grande, if I was the easiest interview, like as somebody who does live yeah. interviews, because Love Connie was she was there to get her own yeah. schlock in, and she didn't care what you asked her, what right? She was answering her own yeah, questions. Yeah, like that, that's the thing when you're competing with the person you interview for, like space that becomes like uncomfortable because you're like oh god like i'm interviewing you calm down like 
you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, let's discuss the queens who did interview Love Connie. So that was Mistress Selena and Look. Selena was up first. She got the little sit down mm-hmm. interview with her. And like, I think what she said there is kind of a good point. Like, I think Selena was kind of doing the right thing from an interviewer point of view was just letting them talk yeah. and then just like kind of guiding them towards the anecdotes that they want it was like i think she just seemed to get marked down because her face wasn't as like, animated her face looked confused yeah because yeah. like, because I, I feel like when we were looking at her we were, she was waiting for lockconny to finish speaking like she was just like i'm just gonna zone out while you give me the answer and then jump back in um and like I felt like, yeah, like you ask your questions, but you also have to like respond to what they're saying in that moment without just otherwise it's just like, hi, what's your name? Great. Uh, what do you do for a living? Love that. You know, it, it gets very robotic. <laughs> I felt yeah. like that's it could have like she could have just reacted more instead of just sitting there like, oh, cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just wait and you're gonna finish in five, four, three. My next question, you know, yeah. that's what I thought. Like. Tell me about the prosthetic leg. Yeah. Like what are you what a pivot that was? <laughs> Where do you keep it at night? Like <laughs> and nothing to do with what came before it. Looks got to take Love Connie on a golf cart. This was honestly like a parody of speed. I was this is so Yeah, strange. and I don't know how how they were allotted these interview segments like they're like oh you sit down this one we're giving her a golf cart <clears throat> you know yeah um <laughs> sure pop off that was so much fun like i think that was also physically like fun to do and fun to watch as a viewer because you're like i'm gonna mm-hmm. interview each other on golf cart what you know you automatically yeah. like you know this is something that you haven't seen before so yeah yeah, it reminded me, and I'm not sure you'll get this reference because there's a famous Irish-British uh, comedy from the 90s called Father Ted. Yes! About, uh... Oh, you do know yes. Father Do you know the episode where uh, they have to deliver milk in a milk van, but the there ends up being something like the accelerator breaks and they just keep accelerating and they have to keep driving around in circles like that scene? So yeah. that's very what that scene <laughs> was giving me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was strange, but looks kind of just lent into it and she seemed like... Do we think she asked was two questions maybe yeah. in total? But she seemed to be having fun. Yeah, because like you're physically in that space where you're like we're interviewing each other while driving a golf cart. Like let's just you're not going to ask someone about like what their thoughts are about inflation while you're doing that, yeah. right? <laughs> it's just going to be a fun interview from the get. Yeah, tell me about your child. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> while you're on a golf cart. <laughs> yeah, not great. And then mistress gets to take love, Connie, into the kitchen mm. and they ice buns together i'm not overly aware of love connie's work because that's something that's a thread through her exercise <sighs> regimes there was lots of poo jokes yeah anyway, and mistress seemed to stumble the ball which was very out of character for her yeah like i also like if i was if i was in hopeless and i'm like okay we're just, this is like a cooking segment like think of like uh martha stewart and you're just like cooking or whatever like you could have done so much with it you could have really like I know they leaned a lot in the poo jokes and Drag Race has this thing where sometimes they love it, sometimes they hate it. You know, sometimes Michelle Massage is like, oh, that was a fart joke. Rock'em Soccer, I are on the bottom. Rock'em Soccer is what I always right? think of. And, and then, then the next season, joke, there's a whole challenge up. dedicated where someone just farts. And it's like, yeah. make up your mind. <laughs> um, I feel like she, she did... I For this, I, I feel like for this interview where they were like, oh, talking and cooking, I think the goal 
and maybe they mentioned this to the girls because they do like they list all the rules and the judging criteria beforehand. I think they could have been more explicit, but like just make it a memorable interview. You know, that's all this is. No one cares if Lux crashes the car, you know, or like, you know, whatever. Just like you could you, honestly, you could have even left the buns and just spoke to each other. Like, yeah, fuck these buns. We don't need we, we don't need buns. You know, just you could have and then just concentrated on the person at hand or whatever. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a really interesting dynamic between how Mistress dealt with Connie in the kitchen <laughs> compared to how Sasha dealt with Charlie yeah. in the kitchen, which was Sasha just lent into the craziness and was like, right, you you're I'm you're with I'm following yeah. your vibe, whereas Mistress kept trying to get, get a hold yeah. on it. Like go wild, yeah. fuck it up. It'll make good TV. Yeah. <laughs> How many of Charo's sentences could you understand? None. I, I was seeing I watched it at a bar and and it was like noisy as it is and they had subs and without the subs I'd be like what is what is what is that woman saying am I am I being what, what's going on oh um and on, on, and maybe in person it it comes off differently where you can actually understand her but like I would like if I were interviewing her and if I if if it was like that in person I'd be like uh okay that's what she said that's what she said. That's what she's saying. That's what she will say. I would. Just... The only thing I understood was when Marsha asked her, "How old are you?" and she was like, "That's a damn fine question. I'm as old as Chris. I came to America with Christopher Columbus. Columbus. That's right." And you're like, yeah. "Thank you, thank you for that insightful answer." Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I would yeah. love to interview Charo because even if you don't understand anything, you're still gonna have fun. Like you're just like vibing with her. She's on this. I don't know. Maybe she has like five Red Bulls. She just chugs them before. But every time she's been on the show, she's been such a firework of her person. Yeah. It's a real I want what she's having, yeah. you know, yeah. vibe. She's on one. And that's that's kind of what I want from Shakira in her 60s, <laughs> 70s, her old showers. I want that sort of sort of senile Latina Has vibe. nothing to lose. She's got it <laughs> all. Fuck everyone. But instead of the coochie coochie, yeah. she's still doing the waka waka. Yeah. And she's just like... <laughs> She's in the letter, letter, letter from uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that that's what I hope for for Shakira. Um, yeah, and then finally the final batch of interviews were with Frankie Grande, Anitra. Well, no, Lucy was the first with a sit down interview, I think. And mm. this actually felt like I felt I could actually watch have an hour. Yeah, episode. like that felt like a well thought out. Like this is how you know Lucy is a great host. Like she, she, like if she connects with you, she, she, she's very disarming. I feel like she's like, oh yeah, like I'm a human being, you're a human being. Let's have a lovely civil conversation. You know, that's what it felt like. And like, I, that's why I felt she should have won because it felt like this is, she was so, it, it came to her so easily. Or at least she made it seem so effortless. I was like, yeah, this is so natural. Like no one's going, like you're just doing your job and you're doing it very well. No, no. Yeah. Exactly, and like meeting Frankie at their level, and like like looked maybe too like they were listening to almost too hard, mm. like very lots of wide eyed nodding whenever, whenever they were speaking. But like yeah, and I think they they wouldn't be afraid to ask like difficult questions. I didn't really fully understand, so it was kind of made out that Frankie had a, a near death experience, but it was just <clears throat> a spider bite. I mean, hey, 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 hey. Spiders can kill people. Yes. So I thought that's where it was going. Yeah. And then it just seemed to be a swollen leg. Yeah. Like, oh, Frankie. <laughs> just, yeah. I feel like for for 
very good at social media, Frankie Grande. They they needed to come up with something like like something substantial. I'm like, you could have asked Frankie about like how to, like reality TV and this, but then they might have to like. The thing is, there's so many like um, copyright and licensing issues. Like you can't name certain TV shows and you can't name brands. So I guess the next best thing was a pretty like wig spider bite. And then it was just like, I came back, the CDC gave me like a potion and then I was done. And then it was like, right, well, let's move on then. I was like, no, talk to me about this potion. Did you, yeah. Like, it wasn't like a wizard under a bridge who was handing out tiny bottles. Being like, only drink three drops, Frankie. And Frankie just does the whole thing, you know. <laughs> and why didn't that end up on your social media? Yeah. I mean, come on. Hi, guys. Today I'm going to cure my spider bite. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, the US having a big trouble with anti-vax at the moment, so we're going to push, <laughs> push potions. Homemade, homegrown, <laughs> home dev. <laughs> so yeah, that's, and, and, and I think they make a po- RuPaul makes a point of basically kind of saying the only thing you did wrong, Lucy, was not follow up on... I think was the potion. Um, but yeah, and I guess I agree. But I still think she, she yeah. did a really good job. Anitra, Anitra's segment was very short. And it was kind of, it was kind of, all they kind of did was just show her ask Frankie about getting married again. And then they kind of like stretched yeah. or power walked or something. And that was it. And Frankie went and was like, yeah, I got my steps and they moved on. So I don't know. I kind of felt that was maybe kind of just showing us the best parts and moving on yeah. because Anitra was going to be safe. I think like, so in the edit when like anyway your episodes are so short they only want to show you the best and the worst everyone who kind of like is safe already the editors are like okay this is not like there's no we don't have to justify her being safe we just like make show her doing decent and we're good you know yeah yeah exactly do you um are you a fan of getting your steps every day no do you know people who say i want to go like do you want to go on a date we can go on a walk or a hike i'm like you can walk the fuck away from me i'm i'm not a steps person i'm not a hike person there's nothing about and they're like oh yeah you can like the view is great at top of a mountain i'm like send me the photo tell me how it was i don't have to do this i don't i do not i i am a bit i i do enjoy a hike now i must say as a date activity not for a first date you could get murdered it's it's just a, it's a long time to commit yeah. to being with somebody you don't. What know. if you don't like them, and then you're like, I guess we have to walk up and walk down. And, yeah, you know, you know are, are you allowed to just turn around halfway through and just <laughs> descend again? Yeah, you know, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goodbye. And that's the only time you see me run away, like just like. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> no, the the reason why and and uh, my friend has been um has not missed his 10,000 steps in over two years. What are you walking away from? Let's talk about that, Connor. <laughs> what is, what's making you do this? Like, 10,000 steps a day? Yeah. Jesus Christ, his calves must be, like, wild. But I think it gets to the point where you're afraid to, like, miss it. You know, you've committed this far, one day I'll miss out. Oh, God. I'm not what like a that. Tra- guy, what a travesty that would be. I- Whenever I whenever I think of somebody getting their 10,000 steps, I immediately think of him because I uh, that's something that I would do. I'm just not doing it. Like, I'm a real completionist. Uh-huh. So I, I'm worried I'll get stuck into that trap one day. Yeah, no, I'll help you. I will I will personally call you up and be like, no, just take the bus. 
<laughs> Where does 10,000 steps get you? I wouldn't even... Apparently... Apparently it's not even a real thing. Apparently it was it's part of a Japanese marketing uh, thing for some device in the past. Ten thousand is really arbitrary Damn, and handy, since you need totally depends on you and your BMI and your your you know yeah. where you are and your fitness yeah. and stuff like that. Gonna so. wake up, take the blue pill, get out of the matrix. Yeah, <laughs> wake up, don't walk, take a potion. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> wow, ten thousand steps a day. I would like if someone told me that I'd be very impressed, intimidated, and also terrified. Okay, but not attractive, not turned on. Well, who says? Who's, I never said that. Culminated uh, <laughs> of all three, have me in a chokehold. Well, you went straight for the calves, so maybe you would be interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to be a swimmer, so I, like I, when I see someone's calves or like muscles, I'm like, oh, like you do intense. But I, I guess walking is not. Oh, you know what he should do? He should do those walking races. That's what I love to see. Yeah. you know those yeah those arms going wild yeah 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 <laughs> they are fun i think he just runs um <laughs> anyway let's bet him he he's got more airtime than a teacher in this episode <laughs> finally was malaysia she was uh in the kitchen with frankie making sausage i think it was and to be honest she was like she was a passenger for this interview yeah frankie was doing all that heavy lifting also like if you're making sausages with a very famous very like amazing at social media social media gay man in the kitchen just go for it like there is no need for you to be quiet just like when you're making sausages in on drag race Mm -hmm. like you know and pizza as well wasn't it there was pizza too i would have i would just like flung the pizza i'm like we don't have to concentrate on that we're not wasting time with pizza we're just here for sausages and that's Smack with. the sausage on your face. Exactly. Do all the, all like, the classics. R- remember that uh, challenge where Sasha Valour and Shea Coulee were doing chocolates and broccoli? Yes. Yes. Stupid. And they were also, I guess, they were TV presenters, I guess, in that challenge. Like, mm-hmm. just make it stupid. Make it fun to watch. Make it silly. Like, Yeah. Exactly. Well, I guess they have to kind of interview as well. But yeah, you kind of just... Ask him about what he what Frankie eats. Yeah. How does he say so useful at forty? You know, yeah. other than the doctor. What kind of sausage is Frankie's favorite sausage? Like yeah. German, <laughs> Italian, American, vegan. Like, you know, possibilities are endless. Come on, Malaysia, get your shit yeah. together. Uh, who did the best of the of the uh, maxi challenge? In my mind, I would say Lucy. Yeah, I would agree. Like, yeah, I would have to say Lucy did the best. Ooh. But I'd say the camera loves Sasha. Yeah, I would say too. Yeah, like, I, I'd happily see the two of them. Like, I guess they're two different interviews. Like, I think Lucy would be good at the proper Barbara Waters, you know. Let's, you know, Whitney Houston at the peak of her fame could an interview. Whereas I feel Sasha would be better for kind of like late night, you know, bit of fun, Kelly O'Key, that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. All right. Runway was a night of a thousand Beyonces. Night would of a thousand you... Beyonce looks that no one remembers. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I was going to ask, what, what Beyonce look would you do? Okay, so there, so even for Canada's Drag Race, there are, at least Canadian TV is so strict about what you can do and what you can't do. Like when you, when you tell them like, hey, I want, like when you say I want to do this look, they're like, you can't do an exact replica. And I'm like, that's testament to the designer. If a designer can do an exact, like that's drag. We borrow all the time. And yes, you should add your own element to it but when it's night of a thousand beyonce's you're literally asking us to do a beyonce look right so you can only do images that are in the public domain you can't do music videos you can't do like specific tv appearances you can't do like so all so all the iconic looks like everyone's like why didn't anyone do crazy in love because they would get sued 
um, they just wouldn't be able to air it. You have to do red carpet appearances. You have to do like weird TV interviews. A lot of the Getty images were given as references. So you had to pick obscure things that somehow still made it. Like you couldn't even do the Met Gala look. Right. Okay. Well, what's your answer if if those rules didn't apply? And what's your answer if those rules do apply? (laughs) Okay. If those rules do apply, if I was given Night of a Thousand Beyonce's, I would do, um, I would do, uh, I would do Beyonce announcing that she was pregnant the second time. But Shangela Ali did that. Yeah, I, I was thinking that, that I, I did think that would appear once, at least. I, mean, I Like, I thought we'd get, I know Candy Muse did a similar version, but I thought we'd get one lemonade, or at least one of them with a baseball bat in some way that said some pun on it. Yeah. You know, th- th- no, I think I'm getting confused. Ooh, with the... No, I know what I would have done. Oh, you yeah. know what I would have done? I would have done the moment where Beyonce gets her hair stuck in a fan. <laughs> and just walk around with a fan in my wig. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Boom. Done. Hey guys, Tom Moran here. I am the host of Personality Bingo, a podcast where we put 60 minutes on the clock. We've got a bingo machine with 60 balls in it. Here you go. And we've got 60 corresponding questions. The questions can be anything from have you ever seen a ghost to what's the most important quality for you in a romantic partner to have you ever or would you ever consider seeing a fortune teller. In season two of Personality Bingo, we've got episodes with Brezzy. We've got Emma Kerwin. We've got Justine Stafford. If you want to go back into the archives, we've got 130 episodes there, including episodes with Paul Meskel. That's Personality Bingo with me, Tom Moore. Okay, so Night of a Thousand Beyonce's. Uh, first up was Lux Noir London. She gave us the 2006 Kennedy Center honors when um, Beyonce honored Tina Turner in an original yeah. Bob Mackie dress that turns out RuPaul had worn. This is obviously an amazing dress. I just think it's a weird choice to choose a look for Beyonce when Beyonce is wearing a look for somebody else. Yeah, so it's like it's like a cover of a cover, you know, like what songs you hear. Um, I think she looks like. It looks great, but like it's not Beyonce. Like it, 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 like like you said, it's not the it's not quintessential Beyonce because Beyonce was being tribute. I think Lux 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 is such a smart queen. Like she talks about a lot of her choices on Twitter, and like Lux, I feel like this was like, hi RuPaul, give me the crown. You want this? I'm wearing this. Thank you for a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred. It's clever. It's like you know she knows that Ru loves Bob Mackie. So, yeah. you know, she wears a Bob Mackie with a Beyonce wear. Something she looks great yeah. in. It's a very, like, it's a very good replica. Yeah. I guess it's a bit, it's relying on the body, maybe a tiny bit, but um, I still like it. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but it's there. One of my favorites is up next is Mistress at the 2001 Grammy Awards with um, Michelle and Kelly as conjoined oh. puppets oh. on her shoulder. So this is brilliant. Oh, so good. So camp, like she should do. She like this is an outfit she can tour in, and people will pay money. Like tips will just come to her. Like this is so smart to do that. Like it's a, it's again, it's a very iconic look. Like people know these three, and yeah, when she came out, like the bar just started laughing, and they just erupted with her because it's just so smart, but so stupid, and it gets the message across. Like this, like oh, and it's campy and it's comedy, but it doesn't compromise on the fashion. No, she not at amazing. all. Oh, like it gets the message across. Like no, no notes. 
I don't know if you've seen the clip that was going around this week or the week before of Destiny's Child at the Brit Awards in like and maybe someone asked them about like animals, yeah. right? <clears throat> yeah, the foot and mouth disease. The foot and, and like, the cows. <laughs> and then Kelly wrote, it's like, people need to be doing stuff about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like that's what so that was in my mind. Interviews anymore because you asked yeah. her about that. And she's like, "Fuck yeah. all of y'all." Vacant smile on her face. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what was in my head when I saw this look come out from Mistress. So yes, good. I absolutely loved and it. And she's got like tiny Oscars in her hands, which I think is a good touch. Oh, but you're right. Yeah. Grammys. <laughs> I guess they must have won two Grammys or something that year. Um, yeah, that's true. Because next up is Selena, who also does a Grammy Awards look from 2004. And uh, she and brings Grammys out are RuPaul shaped, yeah, mini busts of RuPaul, which I think is really clever. I actually think this is the best Selena has looked, on the, looked on the runway. Yeah, I think the hair is amazing. the The beats amazing. I think the fit of the dress is really brilliant. Um, yeah. yeah, I really like this from her. Yeah, like the jewelry, like it, it, it's not. I I like that the the Grammys definitely added touch and it brings it to Beyonce because that was an image where we we like immediately click and like oh yeah it's Beyonce, um. Yeah, I'm, because without the Grammys, it would be like, what? Yeah. What's going on? It would on? be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, I mean, Beyonce does wear dresses like that, but I guess it's, yeah, you do need you do need that element of of the prop to bring through, yeah. but she looks great anyway. Um, Sasha then gave us the 2006 BET Awards, mm-hmm. uh, as, as Sasha said, in her Deja Vu era, era this like, Metallic-y, uh, f- frosty, silver bra and dress yeah. combo with sort of like silver lace up the leg and I know. the chest. Love. And she and she also sold the shit out of this outfit. Like she had that video in her hotel room practicing every single pose and she like boom, boom, boom. Like someone compared like the end pose of hers to Beyonce and it was like exactly the same. Like she she did her homework. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> I kind of wish they just made a lip sync just for the crack. They were like, "This looks so good. Let's uh, let's stick yeah, on Deja yeah. Vu and, and just yeah, do just it." Hit it and... <laughs> yeah. It'd be and worth the what... ten grand they have to pay for that sample or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and like they do the runways twice, and once one is to the music, and mm-hmm. the second one is into absolute silence. I would kill to see Sasha Colby the cut of her just doing this whole thing to absolute silence. <laughs> <laughs> you can just hear her footsteps go clack 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 clack. clack. Now I can't remember the reference picture as well. Was the hair right? The hair doesn't yeah, the hair look was that. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it doesn't look that Beyonce. Okay, cool. Uh, Marsha was up next. This was, and again, this kind of makes sense because she chose the title X Brooklyn charity event. Now, to be fair, when I googled Beyonce looks, this one came up because it was kind of her first public appearance after turning forty. It's in this kind of like emerald velvet yeah. gown with a purple stole, but. The colors were slightly off for both the dress and oh. the stole. I th- I think I think it must have been also extra challenging. Like I think as a non-black performer, when you're told Night of a Thousand Beyonces, like you want to do some of her iconic looks, but they might not just translate as well. You know, with the hair and like specifically if there are certain outfit choices, so you have to like be very careful. And I think she was just trying to play it very very safe. Like I don't, and maybe it's just this. Bit- but I don't need, if I if you showed me this picture and you said who is she referencing I would not get it like every other single person I know okay yes I see like you know I just don't think this the 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 original reference was as like visually iconic as you know as she could have 
Yeah. And I, I, if, I guess it's the way she holds the stole as well. It kind of yeah. just makes it look like an old woman and her cardigan. It, mm. you know, it's, it makes, like if, if Beyonce's wearing this when she's 40, Marsha makes it look like she's wearing that when she's 60. Yeah, it's the, it's the presentation seems very matron-like. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think Marsha knew that her look wasn't the best either because I think she says it in Untucked. So, um, yeah. So oh, yeah. Like favorite. when all the girls are getting ready at like, you know, in the workroom, you kind of like just look around the room and you're like, oh, I'm fucked. You know, <laughs> like, that moment happens every single episode, every night in Canada as well. Like we get ready and they line us up and you just take a look. You're like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, this like... is fun. And there's always someone who's talking like, fuck all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Nietzsche was up next uh, she did the uh, look from the On The Run tour which is a gold is it like a like a max not a maxi what would you call that a cut like a mid thigh it's cut a, it's a, yeah it's a it's a um uh, bodycon dress that kind of yeah that stops at the upper thigh but continues on all the way down the arms and has, like, hate, a heart at the chest I hate the shoes I was gonna say the shoes the shoes are like what like a, like a black uh boot yeah it's has like a an long, a long um purple billowing cape with like a nice golden trim around the edge yeah. yeah i actually didn't notice the shoes until i'm looking at this picture like i i guess maybe like you know it was like a last minute thing or whatever but jeez um yeah, yeah. not great no not great i wouldn't see, i couldn't see beyonce in those shoes yeah uh Malaysia then gave us uh, the 2018 Global Citizen Festival, yeah. which is this black and white uh, kind of tribally print shirt with a kind of black velvet uh, skirt that has mm-hmm. kind of like kind of like white um, paint. I mean, that, that is literally painted on and it looks like she did it fairly recently. Like yeah. A, the paint, like she was like, yeah, you know what? Beep, 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 beep. we're done let's go ready it looks good though kind of because it kind of looks like it's painted at the seams where it folds whatever like so i think it's done quite well there's like black and white are they feathers yeah. uh up, yeah, the, the, up the arms and then black latex tie high boots and then a kind of half up half down um like this is what you would see like if, if a bar was doing like beyonce night this is what you would see a hundred like this is a drag queen doing beyonce it meets the meets the criteria yeah like, I love Black is King. Like, I love, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing, the concept, the music, the fashion, the the cultural references throughout it. I don't know if I remember this one from it, because I think she kind of mentions Black, or I don't know, maybe that was just a pun that she made, but she did say Black and Queen is King on the runway. Um, so I kind of feel if she was leaning into, like, an African diaspora look, I would have liked her to go even bigger, because I know she has the big gold necklace and everything on mm-hmm. it. Um, so, yeah. It was okay. I didn't love it. Yeah. Middle of the back. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Lucy LaDuca, Beyonce announcing her pregnancy for the first time at the VMAs. The only gripe I have here is I think the original blazer was purple, not pink. Yeah. It was a different shade. And like, okay, you're doing, you're doing Beyonce announcing her pregnancy. It's, I, it, it is a good recreation except for the color. I would say like, go bigger on the bump. Yeah, yeah, hundred like, percent. Like you're on Drag Race. There's no point playing it, being subtle or like you know, be exaggerated. Look, look, look what Mistress did. Like you know, um, like don't be afraid of like like be extra. You're on TV. You're on Drag Race. Like I just think, oh, 
I, I, I kept thinking something was going to pop out, like like a reveal or something. I'm like, oh, that's 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 it. Okay, great. Yeah, have a microphone in your hand because she just came. Like, she was in the middle of performing Love on Top. Oh, yeah. The bump was bigger. And then pop out a little baby between the legs and have the baby painted blue. Yeah. Or if you wanted to Beyonce's pregnancy, do when she was in Oprah. And the whole internet was like, oh, her bump deflated. Like, have a balloon and like, you know, like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, All if you the circusy Beyonce- rumors. Yeah, you want to do pregnancy rumors or first pregnancy when the internet was obsessed with like, oh, she's not pregnant. Do that, like bend over and just have the balloon go in and like, what? Yes, you know? exactly. So we could we could on more from Lucy. Uh, so Marsha and Anitra were safe. Lux, Sasha and Lucy were in the top, which meant Malaysia, Malaysia. Yeah, Mistress yeah. and Selena were low when i first heard looks was high i was like oh really and then i had a look down the rest of the line and i was like oh no okay yeah. no, that's yeah, fair it, that's it fair <laughs> yeah. um i personally probably would have put marcia in the bottom over selena because i think marcia kind of really looked like she was out of her depth in that interview yeah. just as much as selena and i thought selena's runway was better it was way better yeah i think all how many times has selena lip synced this season already this, three this ep- oh well, this episode is her third okay Jeez, like yeah, I would, I would have put Marsha on the bottom as well because I'm like, this is, it's like everyone has been dying for a night a thousand Beyonces. Like, come on, like, give us something better. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was gonna say maybe they wanted Selena to beat Malaysia in the lip sync, but actually Marsha could have probably beat her in the lip sync as well. Maybe, yeah. Like Marsha's a, gr- a great lip syncer, mm-hmm. uh, and like, single ladies isn't everyone's like. It's a fun song to watch. It's a fun song to dance to, but it's not that easy to do well. Like, it's like, you have to like, either you know the choreography or you know the moments of the video that yeah. everyone recognizes or you don't. You can't really, you can't make it schlocky. You can't make it comedy. No. You just yeah. have to give the, the, the video. Give, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So that, but Sasha wins. Lucy's face cracks and Crack. shatters into a million pieces. Oh, don't blame her because when they no, oh, no yeah. to be honest, I I get it. I thought she was gonna win as well, and like even in Untuck, Marsha's like, God forbid if Lucy comes back here and hasn't won. So, like I kind of thought it, it would have made it maybe slightly more interesting the season because now Sasha has three wins, yeah, and like everyone else is on one or none. Whereas at least it would have been Sasha and Lucy with two each. It kind of would have given them a more kind of competition throughout the season. Ugh. Yeah, like Lucy probably like stepped off that stage and grabbed like a stage hand and just ran them into the wall. Like, <laughs> give me a win. Who do I need a fuck to win around? <laughs> Sitting there, two stress balls in the hand, a yeah. cigarette in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, poor. Uh, so yeah, and that is the end of the episode. We are into. Uh, 90 minute or 60 minute episodes from next week uh, when there's only seven of them left so that's going to be interesting they must hate it the seven of them who left were like oh oh, now you're doing 60 minute episodes (laughs) Uh, who's going to win the season Mm -hmm. in my mind it could be um, I would love to see Mistress win I know it's between her and like it's her I think it's between her and Sasha um and if they do like a final, like, you know, the way they do lip sync for the crown, it's Sasha's to take. Uh, she would really have to like drop the ball on that one to like not, you know, win. But I would love to see um, Mistress. Only because like, yeah, uh, in my mind, it's like she's she's 
a more enjoy and maybe this is the fault of the show where the show every episode makes sure to hype up Sasha because you're like yes we get it she's amazing you know um whereas someone like mistress who we didn't know much of if it's more enduring then we're like wow this is someone who like we we've we we're not told to fall in love with her we just fall in love with her yeah exactly and like we love as an audience those moments like Sasha Valor when it's like oh we don't think they're gonna win but they do this thing and yeah. it proves to us that this underdog can win like Sasha's brilliant and I love her but she has not been the underdog she has been the front runner yeah. for the whole season everyone yeah. I've asked on this has said Sasha's gonna win and I although it'll be great to see her win there will be an element of me which is like not surprised yeah we saw it coming like if Mr. Swins is like oh my god like yes like we love we love to root for an underdog yeah. However, Mistress will be better back on an All Stars, I yeah. think, than yeah. Sasha. So, you know, she oh. she she manages to play the line of, you know, um, villain in quotation marks and fan favorite at the same time, which mm, is difficult right? to do. Yeah, like she she's giving them just enough to be like, hi, like you know, we want to stand her, and she's giving us the drama. Yeah, but she keeps like it he- real, which is what I like as well. Definitely. Like, even yeah. the bit about Sasha thinking that Sasha Fierce might be named was after her. To, please. Diva. Diva. <laughs> Delusion. <laughs> Bombay, it was so lovely to chat to you today. Uh, do you have anything coming up that people in Ireland or the UK can get involved in? I know we have, we, like, we do have listeners in Canada, but I guess the majority of them are in Ireland or the UK. Uh, I, well, I am not, I'm not touring Europe anytime soon, which sucks. Uh, but no, you can just like make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm quite the mess on Twitter, so that's where you get the that's where you get the real me. One, <clears throat> one day you will be amazing at social media, just like Frankie Grande. Yeah, one one day I hope to be forty and amazing at social media. Honestly, if that is if that's what the hues, if I come back on All Stars and say Bombay amazing on social media, shoot me. <laughs> you have you have this let this podcast serve as evidence in a court of law yeah I, I will back. I'll be clipping it up and I'll be there I'll be waving yeah. it just and make sure you shoot me in the head just make sure it's stainless <laughs> and instant loved speaking to Bombay thank you so much for listening uh, that was such a fun episode I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did we'll be back next week Aaron will be back and if uh, all things go to plan we should have another Drag Race alum on the show so you can look forward to that other than that head over to our Instagram at sissy that pod let us know your thoughts on the episode we'll hopefully be putting up another question box throughout the week to get your thoughts on this season and if you're curious on some of my thoughts on the international franchises you can head over to headstuffpodcast.com we've got episodes brewing up about some of the international series that are kicking off such as belgium and spain and stuff like that so that's the place to be for that other than that have a lovely week i'll see you love you bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.